Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And I am telling you, I'm not going to leave your head at the allotted time that we said that I would leave your head. Aldrea, you have to leave. <laughs> you have to leave, Aldrea. I'm Em. <laughs> I'm Anna. <laughs> oh, this week we read Animorphs book number... What the fuck number is this? 34? 34. We read Animorphs book number 34, The Prophecy. There was no prophecy. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were talking <laughs> <I> about. <laughs> Who who got a vision of the future? I mean, I guess maybe if you consider the events of this book a prophecy to the memory of Eldrea, like if you <laughs> consider, but she doesn't go back to the past, so it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I think at the end of our reading of the Animorph series, we have to go back and mm-hmm. do like a jumble and put the right titles with the right books. Yes. <laughs> this one just didn't work. Um. And then the, the tagline is, what you don't know can't hurt you, except for the Yerks. What? What are the Yerks? Like, what part of that sentence is referring to the Yerks? Like, what the Yerks don't know can't hurt them? Or yeah, I what guess, you do- only the Yerks can be hurt by something they don't know? Or the Yerks are the thing that you, you don't, don't know can't know, hurt you? Can't, I don't know. <laughs> what you don't know can't hurt you, except for the Yerks. Dot, what- dot, dot. What you, the Yerks, don't know can't hurt you. The Yerks. The Yerks. Or, or what you what don't you know, parentheses, the Yerks, parentheses, hurt the Yerks. Andalites, except for the Yerks that you don't know. Huh. What or, you, <laughs> pork vizier, don't know can't hurt you, except for the Yerks. Yeah. Or the only exception to the phrase, what you don't know can't hurt you, is the Yerks. But again, is that what you don't? It, is that the thing you know or the book. you? I don't know which. I mean, I suppose. Okay, what you don't know, what you the Yerks don't know, the stash of weapons Algeria. being hidden in your Yerk pool can't hurt you, except for that. <laughs> except for that thing that we just said can't hurt you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> This is an impossible to parse. It does not make sense. It does not. (laughs) Very good. This is a Cassie POV. Mm -hmm. I liked part of this book. Was it the parts that weren't in the Cassie POV? Yeah, I like the Aldrea parts of this book. I got just, I was, I was fine with Cassie for the most part through this book until we got to one point and I was like, Cassie, just fuck off, dude. (laughs) Get off your fucking high horse and fuck off. I truly can't think what that moment is, and it might have just been I glazed over something, so I will be interested to see what that is Mm. when we get to it. I cover it in my notes, don't you worry. Great, perfect. I was like, just shut up, Cassie. No one gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're fighting for your lives. Go, just stop being an animal. I don't understand. Uh, Let's dive into it, I guess. This book, um, it's more, like a lot of the Cassie books are, more introspective mm-hmm. than it is plot heavy. So my notes might be a little bit sparse, so feel free to interject whenever you want. Sure. Sure. That always goes well. It does, <laughs> yes. And you always do anyway, without me telling you to or not. It, it's, it's almost like it's the format of this podcast or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Em, do the thing. Hey, please participate you know in our podcast this week. <laughs> please. <laughs> Now I'm checking out. Bye. 
Bye. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to My Shelf is Alone. So alone. I'm Anna and only Anna. This week, I alone read book number 34 in the Animorphs series called The Lonely Prophecy. Uh, it starts off with Cassie and Rachel. There's two of them. I wish there was someone else here with me. Um, but there's two of them and they together do a thing where they sneak into their math teacher's house late at night to retrieve Cassie's notes in which she wrote again, because Cassie's surrounded by so many people and it's just me here doing this podcast by myself. Okay. What's happening here though, (laughs) is like very much preying on, you know, that when people tell me to do a thing, it makes me want to not do the thing. So every time you brought up the fact that you were alone i would be almost like i'm gonna jump in here in a second to break the the joke and then you would be like i'm alone and i'd be like well now i gotta do it for another now i can't can't." (laughs) and then i was like no i need to fight that impulse of it's (laughs) self-destructive that's totally fine i was ready to keep going you're like finally i'm free oh she's back finally i can i can have the serious animorphs conversation i've always longed for that she craves not even even conversation i can put forth the serious animorphs monologue that i've always longed for (laughs) this this is my no commentary summary of book number 34 of the animorphs series (laughs) except for that one part where i get past the rage at cassie (laughs) Uh, no. The Okay. So the book starts. Let's start over. Let's start over. Hi. This is our joint podcast. We're two people here. <laughs> we talk in this podcast. Um, no, Cassie literally, when you said that, I was like, I'm not going to talk now. <laughs> it's, I know. So, it's so self-destructive. Why am I like this? Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gotta get past this first stupid part because Cassie and Rachel break into a teacher's house and steal a note because... Cassie's like, I love Jake on the note. It was dumb, but here it is. It was dumb. It was dumb. And the only reason it was in here is because Cassie needed a reason to be out late at night, mm. I guess. When she gets home, Jara Hammy is waiting at her house. And she almost attacks him because she thinks it's a regular Hork-Bajir controller. But no, nah, it's her bro from the valley, the one that they helped free. And he tells Cassie that there is an Arn in their valley. And they need the band lights to come give them advice. So if you have not been listening to our podcast since we covered hork Chronicles, or if you've forgotten, the Arn are the race of aliens that created the Hork-Bajir. Essentially, the Hork-Bajir planet was not the Hork-Bajir planet. It was the Arn planet. And something terrible happened, kind of like when all the dinosaurs died on Earth. Um, and the only way, f- and so the Arn all retreated underground and the only way for them to continue living is if they planted a bunch of trees on the surface, but they were like, we don't want to have to like tend to the trees. So they literally created a whole ass species <laughs> to do that for them. And they purposely made them stupid so that they would never realize they were created except for one in every like 10,000 Hork Bajir is as smart as the Arn. Truly, Arn. truly just the Rube Goldberg machine of terraforming here. <laughs> like, like how much tending do trees need? First of all, they just Johnny grow. Appleseed just walked across America and like pissed truly. out apple seeds, and now we got a you bunch just of apples. Need a, one man in overalls with a 
cast iron pot on yeah. his head to just throw seeds. It's all you need. You to didn't do. need to create an entire sentient species. Why? They they really went hard. Um, but I guess jokes on the iron. So <laughs> the Vandalites go to the valley to speak to the iron and to give the Hork Bajir their advice because. As I said, the Hork-Bajir are kind of dum-dums, and they only have one smart one, who is Toby, which is the little girl, the first, like, child born in freedom this generation of Hork-Bajir, and they named her after Tobias because Tobias was the one that saved them with the help of, you know, the rest of the Bandalites, but they only cared about Tobias. I mean, so same. The <laughs> the Arn tells them about his plan. He is the last Arn because the Yerks on the Hork-Bajir planet have basically, they cannot infest the Arn because the Arn like, like did surgery on themselves to make them immune to the Yerks or impossible for the Yerks to infest. I don't remember, but tiny ear holes. They made sport of killing the Arn, hunting them down and killing them. And he's lost Arn as revenge. He wants to collect Hork-Bajir DNA and then like, clone a ton of hork bajirs and have them fight back against the yerks why didn't they do this like years ago baby you had the dna you made it like what are you talking about why can't you just look at your notes you You just came from nothing did you not write anything down buddy (laughs) i don't know i guess like maybe a whole bunch of their planet was destroyed but like also just do it again (laughs) make a new species that can never be infected. The Arn clearly were like, <laughs> we fixed it. We fixed the problem by genociding the Hork Bajir. And yes. they didn't at all in any way. <laughs> yep, yep. Nope. They just let the problem get worse because they were like, no, this isn't our battle. We we cannot be infected and we live underground. Surely the Yerks will leave us alone. We did create like- a bunch of salad spinners that can kill basically mm-hmm. anything. Also, the Yerks have laser guns, but I'm sure it will be fine. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be fine here in our rock caves <laughs> with our science. But also, very specifically, only biological science, because as we say, we're not good at technology. Which, what is the delineation there between... I don't... <laughs> whatever. I don't know. The arm. They had to live in caves because they couldn't build houses, but they also, like can genetically alter themselves to not allow Yerks to infest them. My question is, and Arn did not cover the Arn did not cover this, is he gonna do that to the new Hork Bajir to where they cannot? Are they just not gonna have ears? Like what is the situation here? <laughs> I mean, one would hope that he creates a bigger, better, badder Hork Bajir. Hork Bajir wear earmuffs. <laughs> it's probably what's gonna be <laughs> In order to help the the new hork bajir that he will build, the hork bajir, the hork bajir, the the hork bajir point two point the hork major, the hork major, like major in French, oh. uh, hork bajir part two, uh, year kabooglio. I don't know. They there's weapons on there's weapons in a Yerk ship hidden somewhere on the Hork Bajir planet. Um and they're like, Well if it's hidden, how are we gonna find it? And the Arn is like, Well, I have the memories of Aldrea 
who is the Andalites. She's Ciro's daughter, and uh, she was an Andalite, but then became a permanent Horkbergier and fell in love with Dak, and they had a kid named Ciro, but he was like yerked up and he died in captivity but jara hammy is like his grand is his son mm-hmm. so it's like Andrea's grandson and toby is her great granddaughter which is all very cool circle of life whatever but so they have the memories of Andrea. they can put her they can put these memories into a person and those two people will like coexist until they make the memories of Andrea go away but they can't do that it has to be voluntary Andrea has to be like okay i'll leave and also they're not good at technology, but they can do this. But they can't fucking do this. <laughs> Whatever. Toby and Rachel immediately volunteer. Rachel, because she's like, I am badass. <laughs> and Toby's like, my grandma. <laughs> I do it, my grandma. Um, And so they're like, okay, well, we'll see which of you. It's like the end. Of, I've like made this reference several times in the past couple weeks. It's the end of Airbud where they put what? they put the like I they put the expect- memories of Aldrea in between the two of them and they have to see who the memories go towards and that will decide who gets to keep Airbud. Oh my god. <laughs> At the end of the movie. Nothing could have um, prepared me for that reference. <laughs> but actually it turns out there was a third option and the third option was Cassie because this book is from her point of view. So who would have guessed? Also the back cover I, not me. of the book I believe does spoil this by saying that it is a choice between Rachel, Cassie and Toby. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a spoiler because this doesn't happen immediately in the book. Right. We're set up to believe that Cassie is not one of the options. She could just be a bystander. Yeah. Just snootily commenting on everything she would have done differently. But just being the Nick to Rachel's Gatsby in this book. Oh my god. <laughs> we all know who we'd rather hang out with. Uh things get weird. From Aldrea's perspective, like she just she was on the Horkbajir planet and she had a husband and a kid and she was fighting against the Yerks. But she learns a bunch of terrible stuff has happened instead. <laughs> like she's dead, her husband's dead, her kid died in captivity. And also this gets gets into like a question of like, is this Aldrea or a copy of Aldrea or a mem like I don't I don't quite know how Aldrea is this yeah. Aldrea. Because it's like Aldrea from a very specific point in time when they stored her memories. And I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think there's an argument to be made that, like, the memories are what make a person. But, like, I don't know if I fully buy that because I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know, there's some physicality to it, too. I don't know. I don't I don't know that you can well, just. Well, and then you have, like, I, I, how much of a person can you really capture in this, mm-hmm. like, weird science ritual of passing someone's memories on? But, like, what if, like, they forgot like memories you've forgotten yeah. things you like only half remember or you remember incorrectly like i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know if i buy this but it's what we're what we're dealing with <laughs> it, it's science fiction i guess we just have to go with it mm. um <laughs> she and cassie also have a little bit of a time adjusting to having two minds in the same body so like at times, Cassie's like, this is kind of like having a yerk in my mind because Aldrea is like a very strong force in my body who can like take over my speech centers and make my body move. And like, I kind of get shoved to the side. 
but also they can like communicate and feel each other's emotions and Aldrea is like at times very respectful like okay I will I will not just like take control of your body I will remember to ask you and blah 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 blah. so it's like I don't know kind of how someone I guess would be voluntarily yerked I don't know Mm, yes a good point (laughs) and well and Cassie too has been yerked from yes the also Karen voluntary book i think yeah yeah yeah. yes also voluntary so maybe it is I from don't the know. infamous caterpillar she's book like, <laughs> these cassie moments man they're almost so good cassie is also a little afraid that aldrea won't leave her body again when the time comes and aldrea there's she also has like this line in one of her pov chapters that she's like maybe I'll get to see Toby's children grow up. And it's like, oh, is she going to stay yeah. in Cassie's body? Like, And how do I feel about that as someone who is not a fan of Cassie, but also not a fan of people taking over other people's bodies? Like, <laughs> I feel like, because I definitely got that vibe too of like, oh, Eldrea is going to go dark. But I think that actually probably what she meant was – maybe they will bring her back in another body and she'll get to see. Mm. Or, like, maybe she and Cassie will cohabitate this body. Like, I think she was looking for a way to stick around, but I don't think that she would ever... I think it's... As you go on, I think that it's supposed to be made clear that Aldrea is... has not become corrupted by her death or whatever to the point where she would basically be a yerk and fully take over Cassie's body. Yes. Like, she hasn't reached that level of desperation to stay alive. And I don't, she also has that like Andalite sense mm-hmm. of honor too, of like, my time has come and gone. And she, I think Aldrea makes this realization too, especially when she goes back to the planet and it's all different and destroyed and everyone she knows is all dead or whatever. She's like, my time has passed. Mm, maybe I also need to go back to sleep or whatever. And I think also Aldrea is kind of one of the. Um, I really like Eldrea as a character. Uh, I I think Eldrea is also Mm -hmm. kind of one of the most um, kind of with Elfangor, both of them, that they're very like, we will sacrifice what we have to for the cause at the end of the day. Like, Mm -hmm. because of what we've gone through, we understand this. And that's kind of like the vibe that the Animorphs are trying to attain, but they never quite get there, right? Like, and I I think in the long run, they shouldn't, right? Like that's an unhealthy like <laughs> attitude to have. But as yes. secondary and background characters, it works, right? Like for Aldrea and Alfangor to be like, mm-hmm. we are the ultimate heroes and we will give up what we must, even if it means giving up my son or giving up my chance to live again, you know, like that is what we will have to do, you mm. know? Plus they're given like this sense of like age and mm-hmm. wisdom and like we've already lived a life that was very full. Yeah. And you guys are just kids, so we'll be the ones to sacrifice. And you, I guess, go on to have PTSD from all the battles and killings you have to do. Although at the same time, like, <laughs> yes, they have age and wisdom. But they are also, like, it's kind of like in Harry Potter, like, where, uh, mm-hmm. like, the you kind of have, like, oh... Harry's parents lived a full life and then they died. It's like, no, they were like 20. Like, it's kind of the same vibe here. Like, Elfangor was a young man still and so was Aldrea. Like, you know, they're not, they're not, like, they didn't live to their retirement age and then die in war. Like, they were like 21, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, it's like Babysitter's Club when you're a kid and you're like, yeah, these girls really are adult. And then, 
you look back and you're like, no, they were the youngest. The junior members were 11. They should not have been in charge of children. <laughs> the old, the older girls were yeah. 13. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I'm probably older than Elfangor was. Yeah. I think we definitely would be older than Eldrea because she was like late teens Damn. during Hork Bajir Chronicles. Yeah. And basically. Yeah. And only, I think like two or three years passed yeah. that they were fighting on the ground. So yeah. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. Um, Aldrea is like, I don't I don't have the memories of where I would have put that Yerk ship and those weapons, but I can tell you where I would have probably hid them. <laughs> and everyone's like, mm, well, <laughs> great. Don't know if we trust you. Um her an axe especially has an issue with Aldrea because he doesn't respect the fact that she chose to become a hork bajir and like i don't know i don't he sees that as like a betrayal of the andalites mm-hmm. i'm like not not really bro like what did the andalites do for her they they like her dad tried to do something nice and they were exiled for it and then Alaran was like i'm gonna kill all of your friends <laughs> All those Orc Bajirs gonna die. But then you also have to, I mean, like, I know that Axe has heard this story through Tobias from Toby, mm-hmm. but you have to kind of assume that he has been inculcated by the same sort of propaganda that the rest of the Andalites were, um, and most likely, you know, has a different view of this incident from his Very own, true. like, because that's his whole thing right like we've seen it slowly chipping away of him being like andalites are on this pedestal and we're perfect and great and aldrea is yeah, way past definitely that snooty yeah aldrea's like i've seen the ugly side of what our people can mm-hmm. do and axe is like i'm snooty boy yeah axe still like he's had a few shakings of faith re the andalites but he's still pretty team andalites are good in the end yes yeah, I think Axe forgot that the Andalites made him tell a lie about how he was the one that yeah. gave the Andalites the morphing technology so his brother's name would not be seen. I think he's justifying that as like for the Probably. for the greater good again. But the like greater good. I think that I really hope Axe eventually has an awakening to the fact that the Andalites kind of suck. Please, please, that would be so good. <laughs> he, what if Axe chooses to just become human? I know last time we talked about animorphs we said maybe tobias will just become an andalite what if axis was like i'll become the most beautiful human what if they do a swap i will look mostly like rachel (laughs) (laughs) i'd be down for it Uh, yes uh, that's that's good and then following in his brother's footsteps yeah oh exactly yes Mm -hmm. they all agree to go to the hork bajir planet and the chi of course will cover for the bandalites um Eric gets in a line here. It's not like, I'm not telling the super in order, but Eric does get in a line, which like mm-hmm. confirms my theory that Eric is just the chi that is a servant. Cause he was like, I was a butler for FDR in the white house. I'm like, why don't, Hey Eric, how come if you're going to brag, why don't you be like, I was FDR. Why do you have to stop it? I was his butler. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I think that the, the, the premise here is that the cheese are the cheese, the chi are kind of like, uh, Ooh, the secret society, the secret society that's oh, near that's power, right. but yeah, pulling yeah, yeah. the strings and keeping an eye on things. But 
but also like they don't do anything and they don't actually affect history in any exactly. way so it's like super boring like, they just hang out and they are friends i'd be down for like a vampire or another immortal like story of like someone who is really close to power and keeps like wiggling their way into like powerful institutions by being a servant and like oh, that's one of my favorite tropes you know great love Fucking it love but it. like that's not what's happening here he just keeps randomly being like important people's <laughs> butlers the shoes of i don't know versace i, I did catherine the great's hair like <laughs> why <laughs> my friend was Lo- moses's law professor <laughs> what are we doing uh, each chi has one job and they do that job all throughout history yep <laughs> they have to teach aldrea about earth morphs before they go and there's more of the training montage yeah yeah there's more of a struggle for control uh because cassie feels like she kind of tries to test it out like when aldrea has full control over her body she's like can i just like wiggle my wolf tail mm, no Cassie feels like she is too weak to fight against Audrea, and that must be why she was chosen as like the receptacle for the memories. She's like Rachel would have would have been able to wag her wolf tail, <laughs> probably. Uh, they all acquire Horkbajir morphs and then fly to the planet. When they get there, they run into an Andalite ship, who I guess is just out taking a stroll. The obviously year confessed planet. Um, and he's about, the Andalite's about to attack them and they don't want to send out any voice transmissions to be like, Hey, we're good guys in case the Yerks pick up on them. So they shoot one of his engines. Uh, but then the Yerks show up anyway, and then they like help the Andalite ship take care of them and then fly down to the planet. I don't know why this was included. Just to have some space battles. We need space yeah, battles just every to have now a, and then. A little bit of plot to just a little just a little space shooting yeah yeah some action so we don't have to just be in cassie's thoughts the whole book um aldrea is obviously very sad throughout this whole part of the book because her planet has been destroyed to accommodate the yerks the yerks live very different lives from the hork they cut down a shit ton of trees and they built a dam in her valley where she lived with dak and where she met him and stuff they built a dam and and created a humongous yerk pool and she's just super sad about it. The trees, she's like the trees had personalities and I I they didn't have names but we named them and I'm sad because this was all yesterday to me that it was fine. Every rock and tree and river has a life, has a, has spirit, a spirit, has, has a, a name. name. Um, no, I was gonna say this brings up an interesting question, and I know it's kind of come up before with the Yerks and Earth of being like they're gonna destroy everything and only keep the species that mm. matter. But like that doesn't work, right? Because like the Hork-Bajir eat trees. So if yeah. the Yerks killed all the trees, what are the Hork-Bajir that they inhabit eating? Exactly. Are they just not? Like- it's a delicate balance. Like that's why people get so up in arms over invasive species. Like yeah, like that's ecosystems, why you that's man. Something as simple as don't let your cat go outside because it fucks with the ecosystem. <laughs> It, you can't just dis- you can't completely re-terraform a planet and kill ninety percent of the things that live on it and expect your yerks to just continue to exist or not yeah. the yerks the yerks the are fine. the controllers. I don't. Is that why they have to keep getting new new species? Because they keep kids like it's like when a kid gets sea monkeys and they're like, oh shit, these sea monkeys died. Mom, can we order some more sea monkeys? Uh, they just need to have one biology teacher right that they acquire (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the, okay, guys. You gotta you gotta stop destroying eco because really, it's in the Yerk's best interest to keep ecosystems thriving, yes, to so they can this, have to make it perfectly maintained. Like right. if you, as a Yerk, if I look at the human species, I'd be like, okay. I'm green energy guys we're getting rid of all the bad stuff no Mm -hmm. more polluting conservation efforts everywhere because we're we the yerks the perfect species need somewhere to live like right it doesn't want to be slugs we want to live in your perfect human body so and they've they've said this before about like earth that they're going to kill basically all but I'm like yeah and we had that like Mad Max flash forward where everything was just dust what are they eating? Like, I don't what, understand. What are any of them eating except the taxons eating? eating each other and themselves? But like the Yerks keep the taxons taking, are fine. The Yerks keep taking their controller bodies and dipping them in the Yerk pools, and they're like, they're not, they're not eating the Candrona rays, guys. I don't know what to do. I guess we'll just have to get a new one. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a new, a new race. I guess this planet fucking sucks. I, don't I just know what can't happened. fathom the idea of eating. Like, I know. Oh my god. <laughs> much like <laughs> man we wish these we wish these ferns had ears so we could enter them they get it with this photosynthesis they like shit they ch- yeah they photosynthesis but then they're like in the winter they're like oh no oh god no oh, no not. they're dying <laughs> what is this what's happening <laughs> why don't the trees just feast every three days instead of every day anyway um they all turn into hork Yay! And they're knives. They're over. knives. They're all knives. They all are blades, <laughs> but with long arms. <laughs> and Audrea's like, "Oh, I thought our humans like did they used to come from monkeys or something? You guys are seem to be very comfortable with swinging." And Cassie's like, "Yeah, yep, yeah, cool." <laughs> and Audrea's like, "Wow, humans may be brave. I don't know." Uh. They look at the giant yerk pool, sad. But Aldrea's like the my secret my secret meeting point that we had for our guerrilla forces, and where Dak and I used to meet to bang probably. Um, <laughs> there's a secret door, but it's inside the yerk pool. But I bet you the things we need are in there. So they come up with this absolutely bonkers plan. Audrea is like, you guys, this plan is stupid and will not work. Cassie, I need control of the body. You are doing a foolish thing. (laughs) Cassie says, no. Here's the plan, exactly as it happened. Cassie morphed into an osprey, Mm. and the others all morphed into fleas or flies and got into her mouth. Don't know why they chose different things. They just, whatever. I would probably choose fly. You have more mobility. That's just me. The people who turn into fleas are stupid. Anyway, Cassie puts them in her mouth. <laughs> she flies up really high and then dives down toward the yerk pool. She starts to demorph, but is able to keep her wings, which I think is a new power that we haven't mentioned before and was totally downplayed here. <laughs> Cassie's just like, and then I just kept my wings. It was I'm totally an fine. angel. Yes. I couldn't like steer with them, but they made me fall slower. And I morphed a celestial being. <laughs> I wish I could have put the wings in my back. <laughs> imagine, imagine she goes back to Earth and does that, and everyone worships her like an angel. <laughs> We're probably gonna find out. Like, oh my god, I hope so. I hope. Like three books that angels are actually time traveling animorphs. Oh my god, there's Elemis as an angel. <laughs> um, she 
<laughs> she demorphs back to human with wings. Uh, and when she gets a little bit lower, she morphs into a whale with wings. <laughs> her giant whale god form. Obviously, the Hork-Bajir controllers are shooting at her by now. And Andrea's like, Cassie, we must, we must not do this anymore. Give me control. And Cassie's like, believe. And then finally, when she's low enough. you believe in well after bird? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's exactly what Cher was singing about. (laughs) She She completes the whale morph and does the biggest belly flop into the yerk pool. And Andrea's like, damn. This girl is badass. Like, (laughs) I could never. The Andalites could never. Uh, this human child is un- like unto God to me. Like, <laughs> I have seen the whale and I believe. <laughs> Cheryl was right. I do believe. Also, I think like the others demorph back into humans and Tobias when they're inside Cassie's whale mouth, which I think was like the purpose of her becoming a whale was so that she could have a mouth big enough to hold them. <laughs> a big old mouthful of chillins. And <laughs> some taxons get in the water and Rachel and Jake become hammerhead sharks to fight them. I guess Cassie must just like spit them out. She's like, poo, poo, and two hammerhead sharks fly out of her giant whale mouth to fight the taxons. I like this is super effective. I like the idea that like, I don't know if it's true, but maybe it is, but do whale mouths just have big open spaces in them like that? I thought they had, like, that baleen was in the water. Yeah, they got baleen, but, like... Do they open their mouth that big? Is this, is this like, in Pinocchio? Pinocchio, right. I feel swallowed. like they Like, I'm closing my mouth now. Mm-hmm. And I've got a tongue. Mm-hmm. And what type, what type of whale is she? Uh, uh, sp- no, not sperm whale. A humpback. Humpback. Humpbacks Let's Google. do have baleen. We haven't done this in a while. Googling. They got baleen. So maybe they don't have a tongue. So maybe the space where tongue would be is where they were. How big is maybe a they... humpback whale mouth? Do they have tongues? This is An important. average size humpback whale can hold approximately 5,000 gallons of water in its mouth. That is enough to oh. fill a 12 foot by 10 foot swimming pool at a depth of seven feet. So it's at least seven feet tall in there. But, well, that's my question. Is it like, because I could have like, okay. Hold on, now I'm gonna I'm now I'm gonna Google humpback whale mouth and look at the images and we'll determine. They've got a weird thing going on on the roof of their mouth. I don't know if that is the tongue. Hmm. Oh, oh, I hate it. I hate that I've Googled. Alright, I have this. to join you. Hold on. This is ugly. Humpback whales are ugly. It looks whale like mouth. They could just be scooped in there. Like you know how like They've got like a pouch on the underneath and it can expand. I fully I fully retract my my sentence. I think that yes, this absolutely But isn't it gross? Yeah, it's pretty gross. I hate it. It's pretty unpleasant. It's you know what it looks like? What? Looks like venom from like Yes, it does, but Tom Hardy isn't inside, which is a disappointment to me personally. That's fair. I mean I guess (laughs) you don't know if Tom Hardy is any given is in any given whale mouth until you check. Venom could just peel back and there are Tom Hardy's faces yeah. inside the whale mouth. Inside the whale mouth, just in there. <laughs> I was thinking some... more like the whale had been venomed and then ate Tom Hardy. So he's just oh, there. Yeah. Jonah style. 
I never saw that movie. Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't. I also did not watch Spider Man three, so I don't know at all what the Venom thing does, except for it covers. It's a symbiote or symbiote. I remember that they pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, symbiote sounds right. Yeah. And it's like an alien, mm-hmm. and it can exist on its own, but it can also have like a. It's like you know what it is. It's an inside-out yerk. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. an inside-out yerk, and then also that like people ship Tom Hardy and Venom together. Well, Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, and Venom together. I, I absolutely I can ship yerks with people, though. We've seen this in the past. So yeah, that one guy, mm-hmm. that teacher, that teacher, and his the yerk. Teacher. Yeah, yep. they love each other. So okay, Venom is an inside-out <laughs> yerk. <laughs> done <laughs> oh my god cassie demorphs again and morphs back into a hork so they can open the secret door in the yerk pool and marco has to actually do something and help because the door is heavy underwater i don't fucking know tobias just disappeared at the end of this book he's just gone doesn't have a task to do <laughs> i don't know if he's just flying around but he's probably gone. and he doesn't come back <laughs> i don't know where he is at the end of this book um, and they get inside the secret chamber. The Yerk ship and weapons are there. They shoot the dam. The Yerk's built to contain the Yerk pool. And the pool disperses. Cool. And a bunch of little Yerks probably die. And this, I was like, oh my God. Cassie is like, oh God, I can't, I can't believe I just like, all those Yerks are going to die because of me. I'm like, girl, girl you, did, did you see what they did to this planet? <laughs> and this whole race of aliens did you did you hear what they did to the arn um they killed all of them but one <laughs> um have you read the past 33 books cassie like do you know do you know what the yerks are gonna do to the humans who fucking cares if you killed a bunch of yerks <laughs> i cannot i cannot you're in a you were in a war you got to fucking stop I'm so tired of your misplaced guilt. I'm tired of you. I was totally along. I was like, wow, this book is great. Cassie is like off her high horse. She's going with the flow. She's becoming friends with Aldrea kind of, or like reaching an understanding with her. And she's being a badass. And then she's like, oh my, my God, the Yerks though. I mean, okay. No. Okay. <laughs> There's no Okay. <laughs> I definitely didn't pick up on any of that because the way it is in the book was like Cassie basically goes kind of catatonic and lets Aldrea be in charge for a bit because she's, she's like traumatized. But yes. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's even if you know that things are bad, even if you know that I guess well, it's getting back into do you kill Hitler territory. And I came mm-hmm. down very strongly in favor of killing Hitler. But it's it's still a sentient thing that you're killing it's still sad you can't like then just become a year just become a controller cassie just give up morphing become a controller i think you can be troubled by having to take sentient life while still understanding that that is necessary we we did this already though and we're gonna keep doing it anna i'm warning you (laughs) Andrea says i sense regret but this is a great victory, and it is because of you, Cassie. Without you, none of this would have been possible. You've just done the most impossible, incredible, and heroic thing I've ever seen. 
thousands of Yerks would lie there dying a slow death of dehydration as the water left them stranded or asphyxiation as they sank helpless into the mud because of me. Well, yeah, if you say it with that tone. That's how I read it, okay? (laughs) Just, I can't. I cannot with this. Maybe, maybe that's my fault for reading a middle grade book. I just, I'm not here. I'm not here to sympathize with the Yerks. I am. We've been over this. I love the Yerks. I know that they enslave people and that's not great, but I think there's a better way for them. I think that they are, I don't like the Yerks as they currently are, but I want a Yerk redemption arc and not like a shitty Yerk redemption arc where they're like, well, guess we're good now, but like a good earned Yerk redemption arc where like some of them are like we've hated this the whole time and we didn't want to do this but we were in this this group and now we're going to stand up and be like no this sucks and we're not doing it anymore i want the yerks to get their shit together because they're a cool species and they could be great if they just weren't enslaving things here's my thing mm-hmm. how many yerks are there gabillions yes quadrillion quadrillions for sure quadrillion yerks impossible number of yerks out mm-hmm. there there's like 10 good ones. It's a good point. Kill them. Just kill them all. <laughs> like, you cannot. But didn't we there already was, see? There are so many Yerks. Didn't we already see that the Yerks could be good in a, on another planet? So if they were in a system, and like, this is, this is the ultimate mm. thing about systems creating white nationalists, right? Like, this is true. Oh, totally. <laughs> What is the what is the year equivalent of Fox News? Like this are yeah. just shouting yes. on deck on, on the bridge of his ship. <laughs> this the sexy this are Andalites are at it again. Visor three is Fox News. Uh Visor One is the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. His Visor Three's twin is like Joe Rogan or something. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Perfect analogy. Oh my god. It just uh, I can't when when we are presented with the Yerks in such a great number mm-hmm. that it seems like there are more Yerks than there are stars in the entire mm-hmm. universe at times. I'm just like just you can't cry every time someone dies in this scenario. Like I mean, you... Cassie cried when, like, ants died, so clearly she can't. <laughs> Cassie had the whole baby skunk thing. I, <laughs> I can't handle it. I really can't. I think I think there is a better way to talk about a character struggling with the morality of, like, how to kill them. And, and you know this might have been an interesting exploration. Like, at what point does an atrocity like this become like a statistic right mm-hmm. as opposed to caring about every single death but it's cassie's just she's had too many strikes against her i cannot <laughs> I cannot deal with it anymore i honestly it was such a, a blip in this book to me i didn't have a problem with it but i do mm-hmm. see I, as much as i'm giving you shit i do agree that like yeah, they gotta kill Yerks. Like they gotta you kill gotta. Yerks. Like if we're if we are what making Yerks we're doing. <laughs> if we are actually like I you know, jokingly was comparing them to white nationalists, but like also we gotta kill Yerks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like end of the day, as 
you know, making jokes about, uh, well, maybe some of them can be redeemed aside. I, I honestly think that is where this series is going. I think yeah. that the Yerks are probably going to get some sort of redemption, that they're going to come to a peaceful understanding just because Applegate is anti-war in general um, mm-hmm. and the horrors of war. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't feel sadness for the individual Yerks. Like, no, yeah. They're making bad choices. <laughs> like Yes, yes. And, yeah, for the majority seem to be on board with it. I don't know how much, like... Can you, how easy is it for a Yerk to be like, I have bone spurs and dodge the Yerk draft for years? I don't know. Probably but, not very easy. They got no bones. So. Yeah. <laughs> very difficult. I've got, my doctor says I have bone spurs. What's Where? a bone? <laughs> Where? What is that? I'm just making up words. Um... But it, yeah, I guess I I need an I need some sort of conversation about how voluntary the yerk process mm-hmm. is before I can say you know you can feel bad about killing a large number of them because we've yeah we've gotten like two or three sympathetic yerks and six yeah six gabillion bad well ones. and I I think in general like I think there is kind of has been sort of painted an idea that yerks uh are they do want these things like they want freedom of mobility and mm-hmm. you know sensate like sensation and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it is understandable for them to want those things um so like i'm not saying that they aren't without not justification but like motive but at the same mm-hmm. time they are still enslaving other species so yeah. like kind of like, I get that you want this thing, but sometimes we don't get what we want because it's cruel to other yes. people. <laughs> and, like, it could start off as in noble efforts, but, at, at like, the Ged was seemed to be more like the Ged needed someone to be smart and think, and the Yerks needed to right. have mobility. But at what point is enough enough? You've, got, you've taken so many races. How much do you think the, the Ged thing actually led to it being a b- bigger problem because of like incrementalism right like they took over yes. the ged and the ged oh it's a good thing that we took over the ged we're helping them we're making it better like we're the superior right like yes. and yeah. then they go to the next species and they're like well we helped we the ged right so i think like if they had been on a like world in which the only other species was like an andalite or a human or you know any really mm-hmm. any of the other species that they inhabit there might have been more of like a moral question for the yerks whereas mm-hmm. like this kind of allowed them to into a like slow slide into mm-hmm. being terrible and the worst well, and also they don't seem like they have humans best interests at heart since they're going to no. destroy the entire planet no definitely so. not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, they all go back up into orbit, and I guess Axe and Aldre are friends now. They've earned each other's respect. I don't know why, because Axe was not shown to have done much, and Aldrea didn't do shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're friends now. It's fine. I think it came to, like, Aldrea learned to respect the Andalites again, and Axe learned to respect the Hork-Bajir more, I think was that kind of the be. vibe. But, yeah, Axe has a lot of growth to do, so... Yeah. Um, and Axe is like, wow, your great granddaughter Toby will lead the new generation of Hork that the Arn is going to build. Um, and Aldrea's like, uh, uh nope. <laughs> I want to trick her into going back to Earth so she will survive and <laughs> carry my line on. Um, so 
Aldrea and Cassie pretend that Aldrea is taking over Cassie's body. And Axe, who's also in on it, is like, oh, ho, ho. I will pretend that I'm going to kill Toby unless you let Cassie go, Aldrea. And Toby's going to be our hostage to ensure your good behavior. And then Aldrea leaves Cassie's body. The end? (laughs) Why was any of this necessary? (laughs) This is so confusing. Why didn't they just say, like... Uh, why didn't Andrea just say, hey, Toby, you have to go back to Earth because I Please said so. go back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, because then it's like Andrea knows somehow. So, assumably, she comes back to consciousness somehow. But she's like, Toby figured out quite quickly that we had tricked her. I'm like, yeah, because she's fucking intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if they just told Toby that, like, the most important thing was for her to return to Earth so that, like, there could continue to be free Hork-Bajir. Toby yeah, would get that. Yeah, you have work to do on Earth. Yeah, so. like, she'd be fine with that. But instead, yeah. they're like, let's trick her. And that's... that's ne- That never works, guys. But apparently it does. I don't know, whatever. I mean, it were Yeah, I guess, like, Toby went back to Earth, but then, like, what's going to stop her from going back up? And I don't know. Anyway, it's also revealed that the reason Aldrea's memory shows Cassie is because they were really alike. In personality. The end. Yeah. It just it just ended. I was it did. like, it was one so of those confused. One of those that, that just kind of. Well, I'm yeah. done now. <laughs> so I don't know if the, like the next book is gonna like pick up immediately, kind of like the Tobias book did with the mm. starfish thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. Is it Marco POV? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. So maybe. Um. But yeah. Uh, who's your most valuable morph? I have to say Cassie. I hate it. I hate it, but I have to say Cassie because she did the cool semi-morph thing. Now, my my question is, though, like, if you morph into a bird and then only partway demorph, does that count as, like, resetting your two-hour thing? Maybe? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. Mm -hmm. Questions. Answers. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Aldrea. She's a more. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And she was cool. I liked her a lot. I liked having... Sometimes the megamorphs, I get a little bit like bogged down with the multiple perspectives because I think it's too many. But I liked having mm-hmm. two perspectives. I thought that was I nice. I did too. Yeah. And it wasn't every other chapter. It was like... Just a bit. Just a sprinkle. moments. It was kind of yeah. like in the hork Chronicles where they would occasionally sprinkle in Visser like uh, a perspective, but it wasn't like equally divided, right? Like it was right. like... Uh, mainly Dak and Aldrea and then a little bit of Visser. Um, I like that. I like having mul- – because, I mean, I think this this whole yeah. series is really into considering the other and considering different mm-hmm. perspectives, and it was nice to actually be able to do that uh, yeah. with the, the actual narrative. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I like, too, that, like, we were inside Aldrea's mind while Cassie was doing everything because then we could, like, fully appreciate what was happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What was your morbid moment? Um I think probably the moment when Toby tells Aldrea that uh I think it's Toby who tells her, but essentially when Aldrea finds out that her child died in captivity. Oh my god, that was brutal. That was rough. <laughs> like Yeah. Just being zapped back from like you were holding your you were child holding your kid and then you find out that it's been like 
50 it's years life and died they yeah. uh, without you also that it was yeah. like she died you died yeah and then her child was was captured captured and yerked and lived his entire life that way mm-hmm. terrible man the yerks are just garbage <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do find them. I do find them really interesting as like Mm -hmm. a villain, but they are garbage. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're gonna be silent, you're complicit. All right. Yeah. How about you? What's Um, your morbid moment? (laughs) My morbid moment, I think, was when Aldrea, um, saw like her valley for the first Mm. time and saw what the Yerks had done to it, and she was very weepy about it. Very fern gully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie scared me as a kid. <laughs> what, when Tim they, Curry? When they chopped the trees down. Tim and Curry as the, the flob. You didn't like that? No, I hated that. <laughs> um, I also, I forgot to mention in the summary, but we do, like, get a line here about how it kind of, like, tied up a loose end, I guess, from the Horkbusier Chronicles, mm-hmm. like, Audrea or Toby or someone says, like, yeah, some of some some Hork Bajira were immune to that mm-hmm. virus that Al- Alaran put on the planet. So uh, a lot of the Hork Bajir died, but the ones that didn't became controllers. Mm. I was like, okay, glad to know that. Cool. Morbid mm. <laughs> um, moment series theory. Oh man, I don't know if I have too many from this one really. I kind of have yeah. a loose theory that maybe Aldrea will come back in some way in the last book or two if we mm-hmm. have that big team up, that big Avenger style team up that we're kind of yes. hoping might happen. Um could be cool if we get a little little Aldrea possessing someone uh action. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, it's kind of hinted at a couple times. You know, they say like, oh, I'll go back basically into stasis until I am, until you find another host body for me. Um, so I guess the possibility's open, but yeah, we'll see. Um, any other series mm-hmm. theories from this one? No, I don't think so, really. I had one about the, I guess the Andalite that they let live mm. in orbit that maybe that Andalite would, because they... The ship could still run. It was just a lot slower because one of the engines was blown out. Yeah. So, like, they can make it back and be like, a resistance is alive on the hork planet. Or mm-hmm. they'll do some tomfoolery to figure out, oh, there's one on Earth. I don't know. Something. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. But that does seem like a big, loose end yeah. that maybe, I feel like should be wrapped up. But Maybe, again, that Avenger-style team-up in 5354 that I'm kind yeah. of thinking we might be headed towards. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a Melinda Metz book, which wasn't yeah. she the one that did the oh, what book did we really like that she did? The uh, Jake no, that was Let me look K, real quick. Or was it the Jake book? The last time they were at a school dance, not not the last book, the school dance book before that. Uh she did twenty nine, which was the sickness. Ooh ah ah ah. Ooh ah 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 ah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I so think that's that was a Cassie book, wasn't it? No, that was a Cassie. Oh, that was a Cassie? Maybe she's just, like, really good at... Oh, yeah, because that was the Cassie book I actually liked. Yeah. Was, like, this is a good Cassie. Yeah. And this Cassie, too, was good until she was, like... Mm-hmm. So. We, I like Melinda Metz. She's very good. Well, this is, unfortunately, the last Melinda Metz book. She just okay. did those two. I'm setting myself up for disappointment. I see. <laughs> I see. <laughs> 
Hmm. Well, I'm done with this book. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, All right. So next week we are going to be starting a new submitted unit, kind of a a team effort. I think we've gotten a couple suggestions for this, specifically Celine, who has done some amazing fan art for us before in the past. Um, Yes suggested a few books for this uh that we're going to start with um the first one is going to be did i say what the unit is that we're doing it's garbage girls no. <laughs> garbage girls yeah we had a long discussion a while back about the different tiers of garbage boys yeah mm-hmm. and we said like i said i don't know if such a book like s- those type of books exist for women it seems like a very like guy thing right um yes and so a few people have sent in suggestions. We're going to be starting with uh, Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeymoon, which Celine suggested as a kickoff to this. Um, so that's going to be next week. And then the week after that, we are going to be back with another uh, Morph Monday with Animorphs number 35, The Proposal, which is, as we said, a Marco POV. All right. Well, if you have a book that you would like us to read, because you think we will hate it or that we will love it or a whole ass unit. That's completely fine as well. You can tweet at us at shelfawarecast or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com. I know I would appreciate a unit submission because my well's running a little dry. <laughs> I'm running that I'm running into options I really don't want to have to turn to at this point, guys. <laughs> Real painful ones. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Because if you don't, I'm going to send Cassie to your house so she can whine to you about the moralities (laughs) of being an animorph. And it's going to be forever. She might bring skunks. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, we could probably sell the story rights to Lifetime for big bucks, Marco commented. This is so television for women. Two strong, independent girls, one body. Marco. Good stop. He just keeps getting grosser and grosser. (laughs) 